Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Woman podcast, where I reveal the power of your heart to create leadership impact and cultivate confidence for the life you want. I'm your host, Glyn Bailey, and as a corporate finance leader, executive coach, entrepreneur, and author, I know all too well the challenges that prevent female leaders from claiming their seat at the table. In this podcast, I talk all things to do with self-leadership, sharing stories, insights, and guidance on how to ultimately get out of your own way to live a life in alignment with who you are. When you begin to see the impact that you can have, no matter where you are starting on your journey, life becomes one huge adventure. I'm so excited that you are sharing your journey to Unstoppable with me. So let's dive right in. Hello and welcome to episode 23. My goodness, it's the end of February and this is the last episode under the theme of self-love, which was the theme for February. In this episode, I'm going to talk about why boundaries are an act of self-love. Through the work that I've done and the female leaders that I've worked with, I've seen boundaries come up as a consistent theme that has been a cause of challenge for many of them. And I know in this time where we've had a global pandemic and work and home lives have been blurred with the amount of time we're spending at home working, that boundaries can also be even more challenged than they would otherwise have been previously. So what I want to talk about really is what are boundaries? How do you know whether or not you lack them? And how do you know whether you have them? And I can talk you through a bit about that. And linking a bit through to what does it really mean when it comes to self-love and boundaries and how you can use boundaries as an act of self-love to be able to get the impact that you're seeking to make. So to, to kick off, when I think about boundaries, most people would cover boundaries in different areas such as work, home, health, relationships, boundaries around physical space and boundaries around time. Very rarely do people think about their boundaries from a place of identity, knowing who you are and knowing who you are not. And I think it's only really when you start to look at your identity first and foremost that you can begin to start to assess where you therefore want to put boundaries in place. Unless you identify who you're being and who you are not being, it's then really difficult to determine what boundaries you need at work, what boundaries you need at home, in your health, in your relationships, what boundaries you want for your time and then your physical space, because it all starts with choosing the identity of the person that you are and want to be. And what I mean by that is this sense that if I am a person that is choosing an identity of being fit, active and healthy because I am someone who sees myself that way or at least a desired identity that way, then the boundaries I would choose around health would be very clear. I would set boundaries around what I was eating and looking at my diet in a new, more clear and structured way. I would be looking at my physical exercise and seeing what I was doing to support myself that way. I'd be looking at the time I was spending sleeping and resting so that my health was of paramount importance so that I could create the identity that I knew that I wanted 
too often we set boundaries based on, okay, work's taking this much time, I need to be able to switch off and therefore, you know, I should have a nine to five boundary, but, you know, often it gets blurred and then I have to work weekends and then I have to do this. And and we find ourselves down this rabbit hole of thinking about the environment and then dictating what our boundaries should be based on the environment rather than looking at ideas our identity and choosing what our boundaries should be based on our identity. So that was definitely the first thing I would say about boundaries. You have to know who you are and know who you are not and decide what it is that you want for your identity before you can start to set boundaries for yourself. When you define who you are and who you are not and when you start to know yourself and you have a clear picture of your identity then what you can start to do is take responsibility for your emotions and your actions. Because too often it's too easy to say, oh, I want to have the identity of a fit and healthy person, someone who has a developed and strong sense of work-life balance, and that I am someone who can manage my time effectively. But if you've chosen that identity and then break all of the boundaries that support that, so you start to eat unhealthily, you take work into your evenings and you're not getting a work-life balance that's adequate and appropriate for the identity that you've chosen, or if you find your time easily being given up to other people and you're not managing it well, then in choosing your identity and then not living that identity you have to take responsibility for those actions and you have to then take responsibility for those feelings that you get accompanying those actions and often those feelings are less than desirable they're the ones that have you feeling a little bit shitty have you feeling like you're out of control that you're surrendering your time and energy to other people often you might find yourself people pleasing and therefore the emotions that you feel are sort of having this grudging feeling that you know you're giving up something that's important to you for the benefit of others and perhaps they either don't value it or value it but you you know you feel like you're still giving up part of yourself to be able to make others happy And when we start to recognise that it all comes down to the identity we have chosen for ourselves, we can take that responsibility more clearly because for the first time in our lives, we can begin to see how it's in our choosing about our identity that then we get to choose our actions and therefore the feelings that we conjure up associated with those actions. So start first and foremost with thinking about your boundaries from a place of, am I choosing my identity who is it that I want to be who is it that I don't want to be how is it that I want to be looking at my life as I look back in 20 30 40 years time what do I want to be saying about the person that I am and the person I've become and how do I start today to then start to cultivate the actions and the behaviors that support that identity and therefore what boundaries would I need to keep as a result of that So when you're thinking about whether or not you're lacking boundaries or having boundaries, what what gives you the clue whether you're lacking boundaries is one, you have a high level of neediness uh, from others, that there's a desire for people to show up a certain way to support you. There's a level of codependence that you you find yourself feeling that um, you need other people in order to have yourself feel good and therefore you're seeking validation from from others. When I look at that is we often 
give our power away when we have no boundaries or lack boundaries and often that can be a clue as to whether or not we're lacking in self-esteem that we don't have a very clear self-identity or we find ourselves feeling guilty about putting ourselves first and therefore we find ourselves making excuses we burden ourselves and when I sort of jot that down to what is it really all about, we're driven by fear when we're lacking boundaries. When we lack boundaries, we're driven by fear because we're worried about the consequences that would happen if we kept those boundaries. Would someone reject me if I kept the boundary that says I didn't want to do this and therefore I'm going to say no? Would someone reject me if I challenged them on their thinking and said what they were asking of me was inappropriate would I be rejected or thought badly of if I actually stood up for myself and set a boundary around my time which meant I had the appropriate amount of time that I needed for myself my family my well-being as well as the work that I'm doing and I think you have to ask yourself is when you're noticing a lack of boundaries in in what way are you needing something from someone else that means you give your power away in what way do you have a level of codependence on the way someone else is acting or showing up or needing you to be and what why do you feel dependent on that relationship in order to be able to give your your own boundary away in what way are you seeking validation from others that whether it's people pleasing whether it's the sense of I want them to think I'm I'm great therefore I give my boundary away because you have to ask yourself is that coming from a place of impact or is it it coming from a place of fear and most likely it's likely to have come from a place of fear and then when you think about having boundaries the characteristics of someone that has strong boundaries is someone that has a strong self-identity so they know exactly who they are they know who they are not and therefore what they will put up with as a consequence of their identity really driving their determination around their boundary Secondly, it's a demonstration of high self-esteem when you are able to set boundaries because you're not looking for someone else to validate you. Your validation is internally driven, so you're not externally motivated by what others' needs are. You're internally driven by what your needs are and therefore your ability to show up and give value and impact and support to others is far greater because you have a a level of interdependence with them rather than codependence with them and when you have boundaries you take responsibility for yourself because you've already chosen your identity so if you're then choosing activities that go against what you have decided is your identity then it's easy for you to take responsibility and say hey I buggered up here I've given part of myself away and I've caught myself in the trap of what I've been doing previously but you know what that's okay I'm going to get myself back on track and I'll I'll recalibrate to who I am and who I want to be and therefore I'll adjust my actions and behaviors to support that identity and when you therefore have boundaries because you're feeling strong in your self-identity you're able to empower others far more easier because you don't have to comply to the rules of society that you feel burdened by you feel a sense of freedom that comes comes with knowing your identity you feel a sense of agency to be able to choose and take ownership of your life and the way you're showing up for it which is super powerful and not only that you're able to communicate your needs more effectively when you have strong boundaries and you have strong self-identity asking for what you want isn't scary anymore you're not afraid of conflict not because 
you're seeking conflict, but you recognise that there is an appropriate level of healthy tension needed at times in order for each party to be able to communicate their needs, ask for what they want, and then have a strong conversation about what is required to support you and them as well. And the reason why I say when you have boundaries, actually what you're driven by is impact, because the conflict that you have isn't about, oh, what will they think about me? It's more about how do I get the best outcome for the situation that I'm in, whether that's a family-related personal issue, whether it's a corporate issue, whether it's a, a business issue, whatever it might be, there's this recognition that I'm driven by impact and therefore my ability to have an impact is compromised if I don't have boundaries. So I'm going to focus on the impact that I'd like to make and make choices around that for keeping my boundaries. So examples of when you're lacking boundaries, if you lacked self-esteem or you had low self-esteem, you would find yourself saying yes when you mean no. If you lack boundaries and you blame others, it would look like my boss always expects me to answer emails, even if that is in the evening or weekends. So you're blaming your boss rather than taking responsibility for yourself there. And when you're driven by fear, the kind of things you might be saying to yourself is, if I don't make myself available, then then they'll question my commitment and I might be out of a job. So they're all examples that would indicate that you're lacking boundaries, that you're lacking a sense of identity, that you're lacking self-esteem and that you're driven by fear and therefore it's easy to blame others rather than to take responsibility for yourself. If you have boundaries, a strong self-identity would look like this. I can't meet the deadline you are requesting, but I can achieve it by this time. How does that work? And you're giving them the opportunity to feedback, but you're also saying, I can't meet the request that you've originally asked me to to meet. And I'm not needing to have to justify why. I'm just going to say I can't meet that, but I can do it by this point. How would that work? And then have a conversation, which would look like some level of healthy tension, but you'd be focused on impact and therefore you'd be focused on trying to get a solution that works. When you take responsibility because you have boundaries, it would look like this. I know my boss demands a lot, but I'm not helping myself if I'm always responding at evenings and weekends. So it's recognising that you've captured your behaviour, that you know you're not demonstrating the right behaviour, but you're taking responsibility and owning that to say, I'm not helping myself by always responding at evenings and weekends because I'm feeding the behaviour from my boss that I actually don't want. So you take responsibility. Once you've got that awareness, then you can start to change your behaviour. And then the final thing around an example would be driven by impact. You would you would find yourself saying, I prioritise what's important and I focus on long-term sustainable performance. I need to be well to do my job effectively. And I think that's the crux of it, really. You have to be well in order to be able to do your job effectively, to show up for the people that you care about effectively, to show up for yourself effectively. So when it comes to point about self-love, you can't have boundaries if you don't have self-love. Because if you don't have self-love, you're not really anchoring into the identity of who you are. You're not anchoring into the acceptance of who you are. You're not anchoring into this recognition that you matter, that your well-being matters, that your contribution matters, and what you feel matters. But that's not to say you give others responsibility for all of that you have to give yourself responsibility for all of that you have to give yourself responsibility for looking after yourself taking care of yourself and leaning into boundaries being set in a more 
proactive and helpful way where you are able to communicate your needs but you're also able to communicate the impact that you seek to make and therefore how you show up is in support of that. So that's where I want to leave it. It is absolutely an act of self-love. I really urge you to think about what I've shared this month over the various different podcasts about self-love and how you are offering it to yourself because I think the world would definitely be a significantly better place if you did offer yourself self-love first and foremost. I think corporate environments would be a lot less toxic, a lot less political in their feel if people actually loved themselves and weren't trying to trade their emotions of inadequacy for validation for others and with others. So I think when you focus on self-love, you are full, you have opportunity and love to give. You're not impacted by crap behavior by other people because you don't need them to be able to act in integrity with who you are and anchor yourself into the identity of the person that you want to be. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and for joining me for Self Love Month. Next week, the well, the theme for March is going to be Choose to Challenge. As we know, it's International Women's Day month. Uh, International Women's Day is on the 8th of March. And I'll be talking about all the things that we are choosing to challenge both ourselves personally and professionally. So I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening and have a really awesome day. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Unstoppable Woman podcast. The path to the future you want leads from your heart. If you got value from this podcast, please leave a review and share it with another woman who you know would benefit from it too. We need more women claiming their seats at the table. Until next time, live your truth and be unstoppable.